Hello and welcome to The Green Machine Live, your home for Irish football news and nostalgia where you, the fans, can have your say. Lost and discuss on the night's show, the night's tonight show, as we bring you the latest updates from another weekend of fun and action from across the water. You're very welcome. You're live on YouTube, you're live on Facebook. And as always, have your say. Get involved, leave a comment, tell us how great we are. Unless you're Irish <laughs> blog, then you remain silent. Martin, you don't have to remain silent, sadly. Uh, we know Nick tonight, so <laughs> I suppose I have to talk to you. How yeah. are you? I'm very good, thank you. As the most knowledgeable member of the Green Machine podcast team, just want to thank everyone for the fantastic feedback I've had recently. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone's well and enjoying the weekend of domestic inter- football, basically. Incidents. Uh, <laughs> incidents, yeah, incidentless. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm all good, thanks. A peek inside a Prendergast house. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, fe- speaking of positive feedback, how is your mum? Yeah, she's she's all right, Dave. She said uh, she's been quite impressed with your behaviour so far on the podcast over the last few weeks. Well, considering I have to put up at you and Nick most weeks, yeah. I'm actually impressed by my behaviour, my own behaviour. But anyway, are you ready to get into it? I am, yeah. I am. Right, let's get into some of the latest news cheesy jazz music there you (laughs) are latest news for audio listeners so literally martin breaking news quite frankly literally breaking news in the last hour and it appears that chris hutton has now taken over as the manager of ghana there he is lanson road Breaking all the latest news there. Didn't see that in the Green Machine page. Just saying. But yes, uh, Chris Hutton has taken charge of the Black Stars. That is their actual nickname. So please don't come after me with the PC Brigade. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's a nice move for Chris, isn't it? He was involved with them during the World Cup. And uh, yeah, he's, look, he's a bit of a legend of Irish football. Uh, former president, I think he was, of the Republic of Ireland Soccer Supporters Club in London. So he's a good lad. We arranged a testimonial yeah. for him many, many years ago in the Gouty Moor. Some people, listeners, might be familiar with that fine establishment in northwest London. So, yeah, look, I'm really happy for him. He's a good lad. Um, been involved in Irish football as well. I know there's been many people calling for him to be back involved at times. We've been a bit sceptical on that. You know, the style of football probably isn't what we want to see. Yeah. But I think he, there was definitely a place for him at one stage to be involved in Ireland. And I know he was with Brian Kerr, but I think uh, the kind of day has passed now, perhaps as an let's, advisory in some role. Let's get into some of the comments there, actually, on um, I see Irish bloggers watching. So if you want to see uh, what a quality Facebook page is about, Mr. Irish blog, <laughs> uh, stay tuned. Um, so lots of comments there on the page. Ken Gorry managed and coached at the highest level, not even interviewed once for the Ireland job. Uh, best of luck, Chris. Hope all goes great from Tom Jennings. Um, there's a few others here. There's a lot of stuff here looking. A lot of people actually wanting him uh, for the Ireland job here. And wouldn't you know, I can't find any comments. <laughs> but there, trust me, there are. Yeah, Nody Cox should be Ireland manager. Uh, James Fox should be the Irish manager. Same again. And then uh, Kieran O'Duffin. Says he should be the next Ireland manager. Repeat the last 10 years. Give up, lads. Christopher doesn't want it. He knows the FAI too much. There are a load. Unfortunately, the old Facebook app doesn't seem to give you the uh, all the comments. And so stuff does go through. But I did see it there. There's a massive call for him. I personally think you're right, Martin. Love Chris Hutton. You know, first trailblazer, first black player to play for Ireland. Made his debut in 1979. Lovely guy. But. 
no, I, I, I don't think he should be considered for the Ireland job. And, you know, the style of football, we've, we've covered it on the podcast. We've covered episodes about his exploits as a club manager and the football was absolutely dire. And I don't think yeah. I need to go back to that. But I say that with all the respect, um, all due respect towards Chris Uton there. Um, so, but best of luck to him with the Ghanaian football team. He did go to the World Cup. He was technical director, was he? A director mm. of football? Yeah. And he went there, but I think they went down in the first round. So they they put him in there anyway. So, uh, no, fantastic stuff. So best of luck there. Uh, also, another bit of news. Uh, tomorrow on RT1, 9.35, we have a Liam Brady documentary. There he is. Looking forward to this one. I will get a watch. I'll somehow have a watch of it. And uh, yeah, he he's the, he, is he the president? You're the chairman, but he's the president of Risk London. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. He's the honorary president. He's a good lad, Liam. He's been at club events for us over the years. Um, <clears throat> very forthright in his opinions and views, as we know, as a pundit. But yeah, but fantastic lad. And this documentary has been getting a lot of praise by some of the media who've already had the pleasure of viewing it. It's called Irish Man Abroad. It covers his time in Italy, obviously. Um, some really good clips have been leaked already with um, or previewed deliberately as, as part of the promotion, meeting up with Tardelli. And it's amazing, really, to think of... I kind of think history is a bit unkind to Liam Brady, in, in a sense. You know, he's, he should... You know, the falling out with Jack and, and not playing at some of the major tournaments with us, I think, doesn't really reflect on what an amazing footballer he was and the fact that he was a bit of a trailblazer as well going over to Italy. Mm. Really highly respected over there by all of the players who, who he played with. And it was interesting seeing a good comment the other day. You know, we had Paul McGrath's debut recently, uh, the anniversary of that and that game in Daily Mail where Italy came, wasn't it? And apparently Liam Brady was applauded onto the pitch that night by all of his, the Italian team, basically, because they all knew him and respected him from his time there. He still speaks Italian, obviously involved with the Trapattoni era. Um, I think even when we look back and reflect on the Trapattoni era of him being involved there, um, I think he was quite in his opinions in the change room and it didn't go down very well with some of the senior pros there. Um, but, you know, brilliant for us, you know, yeah. um, player, you know, fantastic. You see the ability he had. Uh, you know, he wasn't called Chippy for nothing. Fantastic player. Yeah, no, he really was. And uh, also, you got a bit of news for the Crisp dinner very quickly. Yeah, on the Saturday night before the um, France game, there is a the Confederation of Irish Soccer Supporters Clubs are having their 10-year anniversary of their establishment, basically. And that's being held in the Crown Plaza, I think, in Dublin. Um, the details will be on their social media pages and things like that. But it is only open to attendance from members of supporters clubs. So that could be the London Club, uh, Dublin, Tullamore, Derry, lots of branches out there. Do look at the different uh, supporters groups under the kind of crisp umbrella. But uh, they've got some fantastic guests lined up. We've been at previous dinners with them there. Um, they've got a lot of people invited, big names yep. coming along. So it should be a fantastic night. Yeah. So, yeah, no, do get involved. No, no. Absolutely. I'll be there. Martin will be there. Nick will be there. Um, we're members of the London Supporters Club. Uh, you don't have to live in London to join a London Supporters Club. So, you know, give it a shout and you get invited to events like this. And they're really good, actually. The last one I met, Alan McLaughlin, may rest in peace. Johnny Giles, Mick McCarthy made a surprise appearance. So they do get some really good guests there. So definitely give that um, a bell if you can. Martin, we're going to move it on to the boys in green. We've got a few comments. <sighs> I know we leave the comments right to a certain part of the show, but this fella again, <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
he can't help himself. He's obsessed with me. Irish football vlog. He's obsessed with me, Martin. Here we are. By the way, keep your comments coming in. We will get to those. Get those questions in. But oh, this fella. <laughs> Drinking game for all the viewers and listeners. Every time Dave mentions his lanyards, take a shot. <laughs> Very Hold true, on. that. Hold on. For our audio listeners, this is Dave taking his headset off and he's going to put on his collection of media passes. Hold on a second. Just, just, just wait. I'll kill the time here. It is quite a collection, to be fair. So, um, yeah, Dave's very proud of these. And as you know, listeners, he's uh, he looks like Mr. Here. T, basically. <laughs> what he has these on. Here, Bill, this, there, there's one for you, pal. I'll put that to the side for you. So yeah. you don't have one yet. <clears throat> there we go. Quite yeah. a collection, Dave. That is quite the collection, isn't it? I just hope there's no lightning outside, so I'll probably get absolutely torn into shreds. Anyway, but uh, yeah, see those comments coming there, guys. Keep them coming, unless your name is Bill and you work for Irish Football Blog, then you can bugger off. Uh, <laughs> right, here we are. The boys in green. Lovely graphic there, that beautiful picture. Right, so we've known Nick, so I better do it, I suppose. God, what would you do without me, Martin, eh? I know. What would you do I'm without looking forward me? To this. I'm looking forward to this, Dave. The CD. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the pronunciations of the players' names, to be fair. <laughs> they look manageable. <laughs> right, here we are. Let's do it. Uh, Mark Sykes, yet again, got his fourth goal for Bristol City of 2023. And of the season, really. But he got a goal against Norwich for Bristol City. He's doing well. We're going to have a little chat about him. And I see a question in the comments. Callum Robinson, an assist for Cardiff. P. Middlesbrough. Don't see Callum O'Dowda there, uh, Martin. Uh, I th I'm not sure. I think he did play Callum O'Dowda, but he, I think he might have. When I looked at the team on um, on Sky Sports app, you know, the, mm. he, he seems to be playing left back, but I'm not sure. I haven't actually looked back at the game mm. yet to see or see any reviews. Do he play there? But Kind of sums you know, up the impact he plays when you don't really know if he's on the pitch or not. Um, James McLean got an assist for Wigan against Huddersfield. Doing very well there, actually. He's coming up to his 34th birthday in April, and he's still doing ever so well. Uh, Michael Albafemi debut for Burnley against Preston North End. They battered Preston. Of course, that is a local derby. Uh, mm. Did you see that on Twitter, actually? Uh, Alan Brown. And it's a shame Nick isn't on, actually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's not a shame Nick's not on. It's not a shame Nick's not on with that. <laughs> well, have a look at this, right? So George Hudson went on Twitter and he quotes Brown as, It's horrible. We got dominated from minute one to 90. You are. Uh, they were set up better than us tactically. Hashtag Preston North End Football Club. So Alan Brown's come back and he says, well, in future, I'll just say the usual robot stuff. This was an honest acknowledgement that they were clear of us in every department as they are of the whole division. It wasn't a dig. Yesterday was disheartening, but we'll stick together. So please get behind us all like you always do. I mean, yeah, but you're basically saying that your manager can't set up a team properly that that's that is having a dig whatever way you slice it isn't it because it is yeah like uh, but then again does he have the right to do so is there more going on behind the scenes there with with Preston because he is the captain uh leader of the team you would say um he is forthright in his opinions I think it's an interesting one that um but you know I think one key thing to rec recognise with Burnley is that they are miles above anyone in that division. I think they're really good football inside, and it's no—I don't want to bring it off topic, but it's no coincidence how well they're doing. They've got Josh Cullen in there, who was over in Anderlecht. It just shows again the power of a move that you can, if you're brave enough to move internationally, 
you know, abroad as he yeah, did, yeah. went to Anderlecht, trusted by company. Company went into the Premier League. You can move with a manager who's going to be successful and up and coming, and I think company will be. And I think that's what that's why they're doing so well. It's on the ground in board yeah. that. But you know, they, still, I, I wouldn't I think he shouldn't be too harsh on themselves because they're gonna be far behind a team of Burnley, I think. But 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 to the, the say they were set up better than us tactically, that that's I think that's a poor choice of words if he mm. meant something by it or not, because if you're if you're turning around and you're saying they were set up better than us, that shows that you're saying your manager could have done a better job. If you're saying they're just head and shoulders above the rest. Which they wish they are, but it looks like they are running away with the championship at the moment. That's one thing. But to say they're set up better tactically, that's yeah, that's a slide in the manager, yeah. Is that to- totally, yeah. Well, we get well anyway. Um, it's it's a shame, isn't it? The one week he has to absolutely put the boot into Alan Brown and he's not on. Oh, no, I think you did well there for him anyway. I did, Nick. <laughs> I, I I channeled the hatred and the spite of our good old Nick. Uh, getting back to our boys in green uh, to League One. Dave McGoldrick, two assists and a James Collin goal for Derby against Wickham. Speaking of running away. Uh, Finnezaz got a goal for Plymouth against Portsmouth. And Killian Phillips got a goal for Shrewsbury Town against Port Vale. Uh, just down the end there, Matt Doherty still awaiting his Atletico debut. Um, yeah, he was on the bench tonight against uh, Celta Vigo. That was away. To be fair, you know, he's probably not fully match fit. Although, how do you get match fit if you're sitting on the bench? And uh, Stefan Savic was sent off in the uh, 70th minute. And Memphis Spy got an 89th minute winner. So maybe we're being a bit. Yeah, uh, we're being a bit too. uh, What was interesting on that is that, you know, I know he moved from Spurs and it was all the speculation that Poro, I think, as Wayne was coming in as Mm. the right back there. He got ripped apart yesterday for his, on his debut, I think, for them because I've seen Tim Sherwood. Fantastic pundit that he is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sure he's not oh. listening. Um, but you know, he was just saying he was absolutely abysmal. So uh, you know, early days and there's been a lot of players who've obviously made debuts over the years have gone on to have good careers in the Premier League. But you know, getting ripped apart, it must be a bit disheartening for Doherty to see he got had to make way for him. And actually, when when he played at Spurs, when he got to run the team, he was excellent. And then he got injured last season. But uh, it's very very unfortunate. Um, team of the week. In the football league, and nice to see James McLean and Young McNally um, are in the team of the week there. So that's promising. He's he's doing ever so well, James McLean. He he is. Say what you want, you know, of his antics off the pitch. Uh, you know, in terms of social media and all that kind of stuff. Not not as he's 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 an uber professional. Like he's so fit. Uh, he he is fantastic. Um, speaking of the actually just. Over to the women's uh, game at the. Well, this was an interesting one. So there was a move touted about Katie McCabe, the Arsenal captain, legend, great player. He's our, she's Ireland's captain as well, and essentially she was linked with a move to Chelsea, across to the other side of London, and it didn't go through. And she was she's found herself on the bench over the last couple of games. Here is Emma Bourne, also another um, former former Arsenal player, right? Yeah, former Arsenal legend. Uh, yeah, you no, know, basically, goal, great, fantastic goalkeeper. Brilliant for us as well, Emma Byrne, over the years. Um, yeah. And basically, what she said there, I'll read it if you don't mind. You know, City you looking go very good. It. Arsenal's title hopes looking grim. Katie McCabe is not a bench player. And for me, it makes no sense. Um, yeah, this is a weird one. I went to see, as you know, I went out to Borenwood recently, saw mm. Arsenal ladies take on Aston Villa. 
Rusha's team, um, Katie's partner. Interesting, good game, you know, to see. Um, Katie was in good form then. She actually came off in that game. Wasn't much of a challenge as a match, but, you know, I think they actually played Leeds then a week after, and I think they won 9-0. So the, the disparity between the levels of the women's game is quite strange. You know, you've got some really, really good teams, and then you've got some absolutely dross, to be honest, and there's a massive big gulf between them. But, yeah, the speculation that Katie was going to move very, very popular with Arsenal fans. You know, it didn't go down well at all. And then it was speculation, yeah. is she going to move or not? Um, and then she wasn't playing in the team. So it's a bit strange. I know that, uh, I have to forgive the pronunciation, I think it, it is a Siobhan, it's a Siobhan Ahern, who is Rusha's sister. She's a journalist, does a media blogging for a women's game a lot. She actually was on Off the Ball last week and said, you know, the, the speculation about Katie moving, why is she not in the team? She actually had a chest infection and that was confirmed as well by Vera mm. Powell recently, I've seen. So the women's game is getting bigger, whether we like it or not, because I know some people are, can't, you know, Neil Jason. Yeah, can't find the attraction <laughs> with it at all. I, yeah. I'm getting more and more interested in it. You know, this is a World Cup year. We've got to jump on the bandwagon, let's be honest, um, and really promote the game. It's going to benefit everyone in Ireland. But I think um, with the move, you know, it is getting bigger. The women's Premier League is getting bigger. These moves, you know, I know even the girl Russo at um, Man United was touted mm. as, as an Arsenal move, possibly. And it was going to be a record-breaking bid. And and when the money is actually linked, uh, leaked, basically, you're talking about £400,000 move. So, you know, that's not massive money, but it is going to get bigger and bigger in the women's game if sponsorship and money and interest comes into it. We're probably... So Katie McCabe, what would she be going for? I was trying to think, you know, is it, yeah. you know, and, and we have to remember how far they've taken. I mean, we, we, we're quoting Emma Byrne there, who years ago, Emma Byrne was fighting for her international colleagues right to kind of be treated like the men you know we're getting tracksuits from the FAI and stuff that debacle that was going on look how much the game has progressed but you know so the game is getting bigger whether we like it or not and they are now professionals they're putting in the professional hours as well um Katie McCabe is the star of Irish football women's team without yeah. doubt anyway um you know the, the progress is there for all to see the Lionesses have done fantastically well in England these transfers are going to be there, but also the payday for the girls is coming as well. And I think that's yeah. right. They are committed. They are professional. And Katie has to look after herself, basically, as well. She has to think, where is the club who's going to be competing for the Champions League? That's the highest level she wants to play at. Possibly is Chelsea, although Arsenal are competing there as well. Um, so she needs to be thinking, what's my opportunity to win those yeah. trophies and also look after herself contractually? And, you know, she's 25, I think. Not, you know, not massive, massive years ahead of her. But she's got to be looking after herself now. She wants to be a big name star, as she yeah. undoubtedly is for us in the no. game going forward. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see how that one unfolds. Yeah. Um, another player who actually was on the bench and our most expensive player, or one of our most expensive players, Mr. Nathan Collins. So last two games, he has sat on the bench. He has basically done nothing. They won yesterday. Uh, they held on against Southampton, who have lost their manager as well. So I don't know how that's going to look for Gavin Zunu. Um, Ten-man Wolverhampton uh, Wanderers. So, I mean, this is kind of worrying, really, isn't it? He's only 21. He's played 15 games in the Premier League this season, but he has been dropped to the bench for the last two games. And, of course, he did serve a three-game suspension as well for a straight red for almost killing the player on the pitch. Should we be worried? I mean... And, of course, the guy who replaced him scored last week as well. 
I, I wouldn't be on Julie Rowe from Irish perspective. You know, he's mm. going to be the, one of the first names on the team sheet for us. It's just going to be a bit of rustiness, to be honest. But, you know, he's training every day, week in, week out with them. Um, it's just not in the team at the moment. It's very much similar to the Harry Maguire situation. Okay, not to that extent. But, you know, undoubtedly a quality player. He's just lost his place at the moment. He will come back into contention. He'll have to be ready then. And it can soon happen. I don't think it's anything yeah. catastrophic that we've got to think, oh, he needs to get out now at the end of summer and, and move on because it's the manager doesn't rate him at all. That's far from the case, I think. No, fair enough. Um, and another player, for, just to wrap up the uh, Boys of Green segment, uh, Mark Sykes, four goals this year. He has to be in the squad now, doesn't he? That's coming up from, for the games in March. You would think so. I mean, and, and this is why I would be a fan of... Uh, Stephen Kenny naming a kind of extended squad, you know, 28, 30 players, basically, mm. because I think he should call them over and have a look at them. And the timing of the squad, it works out quite well. You could have players in there um, early on in that in the, in the, the window, basically, and, and have them as part of the squad and then perhaps cut it down for off, even after the, the, the Latvia game. You know, we, we've got him. He should be used to managing that as well with the COVID when we used the free game campaigns then, you know, and he, and he had lots of changes through COVID and, the close contacts that he was cutting players and bringing them in. So I don't see the problem of him naming a 28, 30 man squad. All right. Maybe not go to the extent of Martin O'Neill. But, but should he be in like, I mean, with his form at the moment, surely he should be in not, not just an extended squad, man, but actually in the squad as if in you were going to play, or you're going to play some sort of role in these two games. Yeah. I know he's been in the standby list and I know Stephen Kenny's, uh, you know, name dropped him a lot as well I don't know I just think we've got other options there haven't we as well but it, I think he, he he'd be very very unlucky in the form he's in if he doesn't get in basically so but is he really going to play it's a it's a difficult question that one ah yes it is but what more can he do you know we shall see when when's that squad do we know when the squad's announced yet that'll be announced um well we're all, almost a month away from the game aren't we so probably yeah about mid-march i suppose mid-march i'm looking forward to that anyway i can't wait for those two games yeah. actually and uh yeah i mean that wraps up this week's our boys in green i hope it did you proud nick i'm sure he did i'm sure i'm sure he, whatever whatever hole he's he <laughs> whatever pile of blankets <laughs> or whatever he's watching us from uh yeah sorry you are unintentionally uh let's move it on to some comments on our social media watch Right, um, some interesting stuff actually here uh, today. You weren't in Manchester today, were you? No, I wasn't. No. Or no, no, Leeds. not Manchester. Leeds. 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 You were in no. Leeds. You weren't no. in Leeds. Okay. Well, one man was Ian Hart, and um, he's yeah. There you go, Ian Hart. Official. Good luck to LUSC today against the Scum. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's he's right. Kind of he's to be fair, Martin. He's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not. I mean, I was actually talking to someone about this rivalry a while ago, and, and it's an interesting history between Leeds and Man United, obviously. But um, yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of that, to be honest. And like, that's not just Man United speaking uh, as a fan there, because I think he. I don't know. I just didn't really. Oh, you didn't feel it to hurt. Oh no, oh, I just think oh. irrelevant of a post. Really, it's like, oh, love me because. Called are used to be rivals. They're not rivals anymore, are they? So. Leeds fans, if you're listening, you heard it here first. Send, <laughs> send all your hate tweets at Prendm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just down there. Send them away, please. Um, is it's another one I found uh, going through Twitter, 
it happened in Wales, and it was basically about a bit of. It's actually happened quite a lot over in Ireland as well, mm. but kids' pitches being destroyed and all this, which I absolutely hate, by the way. But here we are. A fellow called Jonathan, or at Johnny Cass09, has shared some photographs of some tire tracks, obviously a bit of joyriding going on. You are uh, upset to hear our junior pitches in, I don't know where that is, CWM, Quim, Coom, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was targeted by bikes and quads yesterday. Thousands of pounds worth of damage, hundreds of children likely to miss out. Sad emoji face. And he's tagged in the uh, FA of Wales. Wales at Cymru? Yep. So what, like, the country he's just tagged it i don't know wales online bbc wales and noel mooney and of course noel has come to the rescue we think he has responded as he does unlike certain other fa uh, <clears throat> certain other ceos uh, you never see on twitter and he's responded to it oh dear god can we help it's not um, hard is it no well we we like now he's one of the good guys as we know um yeah and, and sadly this is an indictment of you know the feral youth of today let's go on a rant on that day um you know <laughs> it does, it, uh, look it, it does happen doesn't it um and as a grassroots coach it's so frustrating as you turn up on a on a saturday or sunday morning and you're you know like you don't like even picking up the dog shit off the off the you know public parks and so kids can play safely but you know when you have that kind of damage going on it's, it's criminal damage basically you see you know, that's the reason why we can't really have nice things in society in a sense because people don't respect it and look after it so no, we can't if you go out and joyride you're a see you next tuesday <clears throat> yeah that's all i'm gonna say about oh you do do that if you want but don't fucking cause impact on everyone else's lives so, you know think of yeah. kids and stuff are impacting from it yeah exactly taking that away from them um also another one i i actually this is the most underrated tweet ever, by the way. Uh, George Hamilton, another friend of ours. We love George. Lovely fella. Uh, I don't know where he was, actually, but he, it's got sheep in it. He could have been Wales. Um, he's commented, ever feel like you're being watched? He's got a picture of a load of sheep staring at him. Uh, the message was clear. It's time we headed for the funk house. Uh, you're in for <laughs> Lyric. Well, whatever. Anyway, he starts going on at Lyric FM. Um, that looks like... a. That looks like a proper night out for you there, uh, Martin. <laughs> um, and then the response to this on Twitter, and I thought it was brilliant. It was clever, yeah. Where John Atkinson responds, danger here. I think I actually, I actually not only liked his tweet, I actually did turn around and say, that is the most underrated tweet ever. I thought yeah. it was funny. Very, very clever. And then we go from the funny and the witty to the obsessed and poisonous <laughs> and just petty really and can't really hear them too much and as i said to them last week i need to see them i need my telescope to see them because they're so far down below me but this is irish blog again so the three amigos uh podcast mm -hmm. they have got their so they have one of these well they're gonna have one of these do you hear that irish blog they have they're gonna have one of these and here they are Three Migos podcast, you know, that's a cheap plug for them there. They have got their League of Ireland media accreditation for 2023. So they're going to get to all the games. Fair play. So they're big Cork City lads. Um, yeah. And I said, well done, lads. Because I'm a nice guy. Not according to Irish blog, I'm not. Stop pretending to be a nice person. <laughs> I think, mm. I, 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 don't you start. But it's like... 
I didn't even mention them. Like, I, I had nothing to do with them. Obsessed. And, of course, I responded. That's quite witty, actually. Jealous because you don't have a lanyard and a little shh, quiet emoji. This has to stop, Martin. These it has guys to stop, I think. I, I, I don't know now. It's, it's, it's a bit... I don't know. You know, I love you, Dave, but it, it's it's oh. getting a bit... It is getting a bit obsessive now. And, and I think the only way we can resolve yes. this... I, I mean, all the speculation about Serrano 2 with Katie Taylor and where it was going to be held and everything. I, I do feel like I'm kind of going to do an Eddie Hearn on this. And I think we need to call out and arrange this, you know, a face-off, basically. I think we need a kind of... No, not a charity boxing match or anything like that or drinking games or things like that. But I think we need to get them on the podcast with us, have a chat with them, sort out your differences, Dave. Um, what? So have I them... think we should... Have, have on with us, Dave. Them on my show. <laughs> oh, our show. My show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it's time to be done, Dave. I think it's open up the hand of friendship, reconciliation, the name of Irish football. You know, I don't want to touch him. Mick McCarthy, Roy Keane, they could shake hands that time. What's you what? know, we we we've got to move on, and we've got what? to be friends and. But her, her, like, but he's from Cork. Like, we won't be able to understand. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have, to, we'll have to have an interpreter. Like, I won't be able to understand the word he's saying. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's, a, it's got to be done, Dave. I think that we should open up the, the doors of friendship and welcome, <sighs> welcome in. Let's yeah. make Lansing Road great again. What do you mean again? <laughs> what do you mean again? Yeah. Well, listen, it, it, I'm open to him being on my show if. If he apologizes, if he if he if he's coming on here to apologize, then definitely he can come on my show. Absolutely. I suppose the exposure will do him well, I guess, you know, to an actual audience out there on a decent Facebook page, such as Lousy Road. But only if he apologizes and he continues to be nice to me. I think as well, we have to just make it clear. Conor McGregor, we're not calling on him to kind of put any funding down. We don't need security for this extra stewarding brought in. You know, I know you could probably get back up there, Dave, if you needed. <laughs> but yeah, I think we might need a, you know, I think we need Nick on perhaps as a kind of mediator. But Maybe he doesn't um, disappear again. Yeah, like when he gets over the fact that Alan Brown... You know, right. Alan Brown scores this week. It could go wrong for Nick, but you know, I think yeah, I think you you should be the bigger person, Dave. And and I should be the biggest. Listen, I tell you what, I will allow Bill on this show on my show <laughs> if he apologizes. So I'll tell you what, come on the show next week, Bill. If you, I know you're watching, you're always you're always watching, especially when I'm involved. I don't blame you. You do have eyes. What can <laughs> what can I say? But I will allow you on my show next week to apologize to me for being horrible to me. <laughs> it's not my fault Dublin has a tram so get over that it's just it's just typical Carconianism really isn't it it's, you know, it's just so bitter like Dublin people can't have nice things it's just oh, it's so bad but okay I will accept Bill's apology next week right so that's done go. that's done that's David done right <laughs> let's get to the, now, now we got that little bit out of the way uh, we'll get on to the comments Liam McCleary Thoughts about Joe Hodge being blocked from going alone by Wolves. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one, actually. It's reported a couple of days ago by Aidan Fitzmaurice. So the Wolves boss, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that second name, mm. but he did say that he has blocked him because he feels that he will actually play a part this season. Um, now, he did let Conor Rowan go to the US, but mm. 
I'll I just read out a comment and we'll just answer that very quickly, Martin. He stayed here because he's young. He's working very well. I think it would be a good thing for him to have this experience with us. So why not? He will be ready to help us. You don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. This is football. We want two players for each position. So that speaks volumes for him, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to hear. I mean, you know, we we want our players playing regularly and if he's been promised that. Now, I know a lot of managers under pressure sometimes will mm. promise everything to the for their playing staff and, and promise them, you know, game time and stuff, which is what he wants. But, you know, he's very, very young, great reputation. I think we do need him to be playing, but, um, you know, lots of time on his side as well. And if he's playing at a good level and he's even training day in, day out with players, I know I've mentioned that already today on the podcast about play, the importance of that, like Nathan Collins, you're not going to go, you know, rusty and, and I know game sharpness. You'll be playing reserve yeah. levels. So I think he'll get plenty of game time. And we, it, it's a, you know, he's going to be trusted. If there's injuries and stuff, he's main part of that squad. Yeah. He will be given an opportunity. No, no, it's great to see. And hopefully we get him. We, we, we tie him up for the Ireland. You know, we don't want any of this uh, Declan Rice stuff again. Uh, Michael Yule on our Facebook page. Slancha all. Slancha to you, Michael. Hope you're well wherever you are. I'm a good man. Kieran Boyle, how are you doing, Kieran? Over in sunny Florida. I'd have Chris Uton in straight away. Matter of bollocks, this passing shite. We can't win a game or qualify for anything. What's the point in looking good if we're on the outside looking in all the time? Lump it up the Jays is in pitch. Well, <laughs> I love you, Kieran, but I have to disagree with you there because I think if we do set the team up the way it should be played, technical football, I think it will actually, and we had the discipline to stick with that. With a plan, and I know Stephen Kenny has deviated from the plan because he's under pressure from the FAI. That is my belief. I don't know if it's for definite. We saw that in November. Uh, but I do think if we have the discipline to stick to that plan, we will actually qualify for many tournaments. That is my belief. And that's why I think we should, we should, yeah, we should pass it up yeah. to Jason Pitch. Right. Paul Cullerton on YouTube. How you doing, Paul? Surely Mark Sykes should get a start against Latvia in March on a brilliant run of form and made his debut against Malta in November, Paul, I cannot disagree with anything there. Yet again, uh, we just mentioned, we've mentioned many times why Stephen Kenny, well, it's probably because he's under pressure, why he deviated from the plan of going bold and brave uh, with young players. But yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's got to be, you know, he has got to be in there and on the form. Yeah. You know, what more can he do? I mean, he must have been told in the last window, go back now, play for your club, get going with your club. And you'll be brought back in. And and that's the proof of the pudding, basically. He's done that. Right there. He, ha he has to start. Has to start against Lafayette. See how he gets on. Give him a go. Give him a spin against France. Uh, Paul Gukian. Collins needs to move to a better team this summer. I hope so. Although, probably needs to move from the bench onto the pitch. Uh, I mean, look, he's got bags of potential. Probably not this summer, Paul. Maybe in about two, two three summers when he's a bit older. And then make him move. What do you reckon there, Martin? Yeah, I think he's going to be moving to a better team, without doubt. But in a couple yeah. of years, he's got to set, look, let's be honest, he's got to cement himself in that team Wolves level, basically, and be a be an absolute star for them, so that the big boys are coming knocking for him. I mean, we've said as well, a little bit similar to John Egan, very loyal club man though, John Egan. One of our best players, Sheffield United, but captain. Very difficult for him to leave. Bit of a different scenario to Collins, because he's on his trajectory mm. up upwards. And I think he's only going to get better. And, and and Kenny loves that player coming out from the back. He's mentioned that. John Egan and Collins, they both do that. Fight for the style. Uh, Limo Cleary again. I noticed some of the countries whose domestic leagues are off in the winter play friendlies in January made up of players from the domestic leagues. 
Do you think Ireland would ever do that? It would be a good way to put some of the young talent in the League of Ireland in the shop window. I'm not a League of Ireland expert. You know, we've had a chat about this before, but I think one of the things that happens in the League of Ireland is contractually, they're, they're not on long contracts, these players, basically. So the clubs have a big challenge of tying them up for renewing their contract, basically. So to put them in the shop window, they basically are within the, within the League of Ireland season. So it started now. They're in the shop window now. And I think it's a case that any team can come in and take them. And we have had a lot of movement even before the seasons. Just you think about the League of Ireland season's just started now. Well, we had a big exodus recently in the last month or so before the end of the transfer window in the January. Lots of Irish players moved from the League of Ireland. Even underage players came in to English squads. So the kind of window, you don't need to put them in a the shop window because I think these English clubs have looked at them and seen them. And they're yeah. able to move then anyway. Now the season starts, they're contracted again for another year with their League of Ireland club. So I, I can't see that happening really, you know, because they don't get an awful lot of time off. The season finishes and they go straight into the new one. And that's just because yeah. they've got the challenges of competing for attendances with Six Nations on now. Uh, yeah. Hurling GAA is all back on. So, you know, that's yeah, another no. thing they have to consider. There you go. Paul Culleton again on the uh, YouTube channel. And on the Latvia game, hopefully Kenny has learned from his mistakes against Malta and we give lots of new players game time, like Danny McNamara, Jimmy Don, Matt McGuinness, Joe Hodge. You would hope so, Paul, but I wouldn't count on it. And Paul continues, great show, lads. And congratulations to Chris Hutton on getting the Ghana job. And absolutely, Chris Hutton, great guy, lovely fellow trailblazer for Ireland. We wish him nothing but the best, just not for the Ireland job. <laughs> Kieran Boyle, uh, again, lads, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Go on the sliders and hot dogs and pizzas and beers. Anyways, who you got, Chiefs or Eagles? I have my book that I'm going to read, Kieran, because I won't be watching the Super Bowl. And you two are going to announce a residency in <clears throat> Las Vegas. Oh, what happened are to you? Oh, oh, don't get me started on you two. Did you see, see they, they, they released um, the releasing Songs of Surrender? in march so they've reworked 40 songs so bono had the book surrender right and it's each chapter is like 40 chapters named after 42 songs the book is mm. terrible but oh, like, right. it is rubbish i love you too or did and you know bono's a lovely guy met him a couple of times all that but the book was so bad and anyway each song that was named as a chapter they've reworked and it's dreadful they reworked mm. you with or without you and i love that song but anyway that's enough. <laughs> uh it's just it's so bad it's so bad i know this is the icing on the cake isn't it the residency in las vegas jesus mm. christ oh, no. I, I just wanted i do want to answer kieran boyle's question that i'm going to be with the chiefs in the nfl i don't have a clue about it but why i'm going to support the chiefs is no because, change there no why i'm going to do that is because i think their coach is andy reed and lots of people get confused and tag in Andy Reid, our Andy Reid, about the NFL. And it's quite funny seeing him respond and saying, I'm not the coach. <laughs> so that's all. That's, I know that's very, very non-plus, really. But that's why that tickles me. Brad Strokes. <laughs> hey, Wheeler123 on our YouTube channel. I'll be interested to see if Kenny leaves Duffy out of the team. Personally, I think he is a major threat from set pieces. And at times uh, during the workup qualifying campaign was our only hope of scoring yeah, I think it's fair to say there that Wheeler is that if he's playing regularly, I mean, he signed with Fulham. Now, maybe that was a bit of a, you know, for Fulham. He signed with Fulham 
uh, permanently, even though he hasn't played a lot of games for them. Actually, he did very well in the FA Cup. Yeah. I think a fully fit mentally and physically fit Shane Duffy is an asset to Ireland, uh, whether he's on the bench or he comes off or whatever. And yeah, he, he is a, a proper threat for set pieces, but he has to be right. Otherwise, as a threat, he's also a threat for us <laughs> against us as yeah. well because he can be a liability trying to pass it out from the back so all the best to shane duffy but if he's not playing regularly then he's going to struggle to get in over to some of the other lads well that wraps it up for the questions and the comments this week looking forward to uh irish football blogs apology next uh week <laughs> um and gratitude actually for allowing them on a quality podcast my podcast but anyway yeah we, we'll have to put a kind of disclaimer on it just to let our regular listeners know if the, oh, we understand the level, what Bill's saying well also the level drops down and it's not the reason why is obviously we've let them in you know yeah so 100 <laughs> percent. see it's not just me bill uh, <laughs> don't drag me actually yeah well, yeah, yeah you just have <laughs> you just <laughs> <laughs> anyway right we're gonna leave it there thank you very much and uh, for those comments and we do really, really do appreciate your feedback Right, we're going to wrap it up with this week back in the day. And there we are. This week back in the day again. And on this week's back in the day, the podcast which drops on Wednesday, 8 a.m. This week back in the day, we are going back to this. Well, there's trouble in the crowd. That's the West Stand in the uh, Lansdowne Road Stadium down by the Wanderers' position. Pavilion, rather. The referee has stopped the game because... Uh, well, he's actually telling them to hold on, or is he telling them to play on? There are guards on the pitch, there is trouble in the crowd. I think the important thing there, George, is that the trouble is coming from the English section, which has been cordoned off. There aren't any Irish supporters in there, and I think it's very important for people to realise that. So this week, back in the day, will be when England fans rioted. Oh, that is a word, actually. So, yeah, happened on the 13th of February. Was it the third? Well, no, 15th of February, 1995. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this. And it's actually really good because we have perspective from an England fan as well, Martin. <laughs> um, I knew you were going to go there. So of course anyway, I was. Um, I've got some breaking news on that as well. I will, I'm going to be joining the uh, Irish football blog if you carry on with that kind of shite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Team, team Irish football block. Yeah, a win-win situation for us there. <laughs> uh, Martin and I will be discussing that. I mean, so much to discuss. Cannot wait for it. Uh, I remember as a kid, Sky had the rights to because you couldn't. I used to enjoy watching England matches because I knew all the players. To be fair, and when Ireland wasn't playing, of course, and you couldn't get to see England games around that time, Sky had the rights. All of a sudden, you're watching England play against Ireland at home. Hadn't seen it for about five years at home. And I was so looking forward to this. And then that happened. Um, you, I take it you watched it in Sky Martin, did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, I remember it. I distinctly remember it. So it's going to be a fascinating sure. chat on that one. Because... Just three lines. I think about about a half and a half scarf on or, or, or shirt. I don't know. I'm joking. Of course. <laughs> I actually did have a half and half scarf at Wembley in two in twenty thirteen. Uh, <laughs> actually, nah. and I I show that picture and I got lambasted for it. I was like, I you know, no, I, I can't do that. <laughs> no, I wasn't a crowd with my sister at the time, so <clears throat> he was English. But anyway, 
Uh, yeah, but that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about This Week Back in the Day, which is a relatively new series. It drops this Wednesday, YouTube and our podcast, uh, sorry, on uh, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts from, and on the greenmachinepodcast.com. That's a new series. Episode one, which you can catch on there, is when Jack got the Ireland job. We got some lovely snippets in there and really exciting stuff. So do give that a listen if you haven't already. Martin, we're... it's that time again. It's flown. We've had so much fun. No Nick, that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no, been really good. Interesting one. It has, hasn't it? And I'm going to plug mm. it all again. Um, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to you. If you're doing something right now, right, hopefully watching this, just pause it. Well, you know, I let it play out because we're nearly finished. And go onto our YouTube channel and give us a follow. Please. Or subscribe, whatever it is the kids are doing. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got loads of stuff coming your way uh, this year. Uh, also, wherever you get your podcasts, give us a follow there as well. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, which is all in our bio. Thank you again for supporting the podcast, because if it wasn't for you or me, mostly me, we wouldn't have a podcast. So thank you again, Martin. Thank you for joining us this week. Nick will be back. I'm sure, well, we might not have Bill, actually. He might not, want to, he not, might not fancy coming up against a heavyweight, uh, an intellectual heavyweight such as myself, <laughs> even if he is on to apologise to me. But hopefully we'll have his groveling Corconian self next week. That's all we have time for, guys. Thank you very much. Look after yourself. Good night and God bless. All right.